mania going on in this market. It's the home buying season, but I can't get to my home buyers, kind of like my home boys. I can't get to them either because rates have dropped so low. I'm freaking the F out, Coleman. Holy shit. Holy shit. My name is Dustin Owen. Along with me is John Coleman, and you are tuned in and listening to the Loan Officer Podcast with Dustin Owen and JC, a.k.a. Coleman. So check this out, guys. Here we are. Coronavirus galore. And no, coronavirus is not a good thing. And it is a tad bit scary. It almost ruined uh, one of my vacations this year. I'm pretty sure it's going to ruin a summer vacation. But I'm all for safety. So I'm willing to take one for the team. Gotcha. But you know what I'm not willing to do? Not save money. Uh, That too. I'm not willing to pass up on low-hanging fruit. Okay. Do you know what I mean when I say low-hanging fruit? An opportunity that is sitting right in front of your face. All I have to do is reach out and grab it. That is 1,000% what I'm talking about. So, you're a loan officer. It is March 2020. And mortgage rates have just dropped to arguably the lowest they've ever been. If not, they're going that direction. You locked in over the past three, four years, heck, maybe even last year, maybe six months ago, clients at four and a half percent, four and seven eighths percent, four and a quarter percent. They all have equity because for the most part, the home industry or the real estate industry, the markets, Mm -hmm. they've been favorable. Homes have been appreciating. And you can't turn it off. Hopefully that's your problem. If you if you have when I say when I say you can't turn it off, what I mean is you can't turn your phone off. You you're getting texted, you're getting DM'd, um, you're you're just getting blown up because people want to refinance. Like th- that that would be the problem we hope everyone has. If you don't have the problem, let's talk about why you don't and how we can make sure you get that problem because. Look, it's a great problem to have. So I want to spend the next uh, 15 to 20, knowing me it's going to be 25 minutes, uh, 25 minutes kind of discussing some some um, tips, tricks, and pointers on how to take full advantage of this refi market and how to set proper expectations both with your, your family members as well as with your clients and how to do so successfully. Because what you don't want to do right now, John, you, you don't want to miss this opportunity. Most of us are in the mortgage space because for the most part, we fell into it, right? We didn't find anywhere else that made us comfortable, anywhere else where we where we had success. Most of us don't have a medical degree. We're not heart surgeons or trauma surgeons, right? We're, we're loan officers and we're very special people, uh, special in terms of like genetically how we made up, like special in a weird kind of ha-ha way. But we're also special to our clients because we give them a service that really no one else in the in, in, in the markets has the opportunity to. Correct. Right? That ability to hold their hand and walk them through and, and be a bit of a, of, a, of a financial fitness type guru that I talk about without being a certified financial advisor because it's a, a whole separate ball of wax. So first and foremost, if you don't have a refi boom problem, and it's a problem, it's a good problem, but it's a problem. Let's figure out how to do that, all right? So, first and foremost, you need to be all over your circle of influence. You need to be calling every person you know, friends, family, ex-coworkers, 
anyone not in the industry and just letting them know, hey, by the way, rates are at an all-time low. My company, I always teach people, if you don't have a me story, teach a, a we story. So just because you're not going crazy with refis right now doesn't mean that the two or three loan officers down the uh, hall from you, that they're not. So we are currently going crazy. Rates are so low. We're helping people save thousands of dollars. Have you considered refinancing your home loan? First and foremost, reach out to those that you already know. If you have a past client database, I'm gonna ask you, well, why haven't you been working it? Right, because one of the most important things we can do as loan officers is work our past client database. If you haven't been working it, now's a great time. I don't care if you did this person's loan five years ago, seven years ago, or two years ago. You should have their info, pick up the phone, call them. And it's as simple as saying, hi, this is Dustin at Waterstone Mortgage. I did your loan last time. Like, I like I did your loan last time because I don't need that much more details. Like, I, I don't need to remember, was it March of 2017 or March of 2018? Nope, I did your loan last time. I'm sure you've turned on the news. I'm sure you've seen rates are at an all-time low. Have you considered refinancing? Right? It's, it's that easy. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, hit your circle of influence, friends, family. Pick up the phone and call them. Text them. Don't hide from the fact that you are of, of why you're reaching out. If people want to be helped and they want to help you. It's just natural. In fact, they want to help you more than, than, than they actually need your help. So if they know that they're helping you because you told them, hey, John, I need your help. Hey, John, can I count on you? I need your help. You're probably going to say yes. You may or may not know this, John, but interest rates have just plummeted. This coronavirus thing has the market spooked. I want to help you and anyone else I know take full advantage of what the market has given us. Let's turn something bad, John, into something good. Right? Bad's coronavirus. Good, saving you hundreds of dollars. Have you considered refinancing your home loan? Do you know that's what I do for a living? Do you know that if you just sent me your current mortgage statement, I could probably run some numbers for you? Not even probably, I know I could. Right there, if I'm a brand new loan officer, I have no database, and my phone's not blowing up, I could make my phone blow up just by making 10 to 15 phone calls every single day. Let me ask you this, if you picked up your cell phone right now, how many numbers do you have stored in there? Mm, probably 300, 400. Three or 400? Of those three or four hundred, how many do you just not want to talk to? Probably upwards of two fifty. Okay. Yeah. So there's a hundred and fifty. Yeah. It's a real talk. Yeah. There's two hundred fifty that you're like, no, bro, uh, -uh. not not going there. Um, last time they saw me wasn't a, wasn't a good experience for them or me. It's just it's just not worth it. No amount of commission check is worth me calling. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm always gonna push the envelope and be like, I don't know. If that phone call's worth two grand, how bad was that experience, right? Like, okay, so you took your shirt off, you jumped in the pool, they asked you to leave, you were cut off, whatever the case may be, it's two grand on the other line. But for whatever reason, you don't want to call. We have 150 people. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. For the next two weeks, Monday through Friday, you could grab 10 of those people and call them and text them. And you're calling, you're texting. Don't hide it from why you're calling, you're texting. It's, hey man, hope all is well. This is John. 
or JC or Coleman or however they know you by. I'm sure you know this, but mortgage rates have absolutely plummeted. How can I help? How can I help? Because you may or may not know your, your friends might not be homeowners. Or maybe you'll start with those that you know are homeowners. But it's, it's that easy, okay? Assuming you have a past client database, same exact concept. Get on the phone. Like, what are these phone calls worth to you? If you had to call 10 people to get two pre-qualifications and every other pre-qualification turned into a loan, that's basically 10 phone calls equals one loan. Even if you only close 80% of your loans, because let's say some fall out because they don't qualify, some fall out because of low appraisal, you couldn't get a PIW and you're hoping to get a uh, PIW, you're still making 10 phone calls to get what ends up being 0.8 loans. If you do that every day, then 0.8 times five is four. You have four loan apps, you just made eight grand. Right, so there's no reason why we shouldn't be prioritizing this. Mm -hmm. Circle of Influence, which is basically everyone on your phone, as well as your past clients, what do you do on Instagram? What do you do on Facebook? And don't hide from it, right? Keep it short, keep it simple. Rates are record low. We're saving people thousands. How can I help? Get the messaging out there, okay? We need to be doing this, we owe it to our friends. Like, do you not want to help your friends save $3,000 a year? Like, what, 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 kind of, what kind of nephew would you be to your aunt if you didn't call her and answer her questions? Maybe you even have to like spark the interest. She didn't even think about it. But by talking to you and opening up a little bit, you realized that she has a $20,000 student loan at 8.99% interest and she has a $10,000 credit card at 13.99% interest. And oh, by the way, she needs a new roof, but she doesn't have the 14 grand to pay for the new roof, but she does have this home that she bought four years ago, and she owes 200,000. The home is worth 300,000, and you now can do a cash out refinance, drop her interest rate, so you're saving her money there, give her cash out to get the new roof, and maybe at least pay off the credit card, if not also the student loan, and you saved her eight and $900 a month in total expenses. Like, you'd be a bit of a dick nephew if you didn't call her. So anyone who has call reluctance, use that as your motivation. Like, don't be a dick to your friends and family and neighbors and your, your aunts and your uncles and your cousins and anyone else that you think could benefit from the service you provide and the knowledge you have, right? Knowledge is power, right? That's, a, that, that's probably a, a saying we learned in high school. We probably didn't fully understand it until we were probably in our 20s or 30s, but knowledge is truly powerful. And um, uh, John, I know you leaving the entertainment industry and coming to the finance industry, how much more knowledgeable are you with just the past two months working here at Waterstone? I would say every day. Every day I learn something new and it's, uh, I would say it's applicable to my life. Because before this, I was just talking video games and entertainment. Um, but now that I switched over to the mortgage side, it's kind of eye-opening just to see how many of my past peers and coworkers like own a home are actually in kind of looking for new mortgages, so it's uh, eye-opening. Yeah, so you you have more knowledge today than you did just 60 days ago. Absolutely. And you're better because of it. Absolutely. But think of this, what if you didn't take this opportunity to join us at Waterstone and you stayed in entertainment? Would you want someone who knows what, what, what I know to call you 
Absolutely. Especially if you owned a home. Absolutely. And your interest rate was 4.875%. Absolutely. And maybe you wanted to put a pool in. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so so you're almost doing your friends and your family a circle of, of influence a, a disservice if you're not calling them right now. So, look, those are some simple, easy ways to basically pick up the phone. Don't hide from why you're calling. Let them know you're trying to help them, but also let them know that they're helping you by allowing you to do a free mortgage consultation or mortgage review to talk to them about why a refinance may or may not make sense. And don't be afraid to say, hey, look, hey, John, this might very well not make sense for you. But wouldn't you want to know for sure it doesn't make sense instead of guessing? Hey, let me help you. Help me help you, right? Little Jerry Maguire. Mm. Help me help you. Send me your mortgage statement. Let me run some numbers from you, for you. And let me tell you what your options would be if you wanted to refinance. The worst thing I'm going to do is just solidify what you already know, which is you're in a, you're in a, a great spot. I did this yesterday via text with my buddy Tom. Ex- explain. Tom was texting me. Hey man, we're at 4.875. We owe 130. I'm like, okay, well, 4.875 is is uh, no, I'm sorry, 3.875. All right, well, we're somewhere around three and a quarter right now on a 30 year, and you're probably, depending on your credit score and all the 28 criteria that go into pricing a loan. You're somewhere below three on a 15-year-ish. I mean, rates move all the time, daily, intraday, nightly, et cetera. Um, I said, Tom, how much longer do you have before you have this house paid off? He's like, five years. I'm like, no, don't do it. It doesn't make sense. The cost to refinance for Tom didn't outweigh it, but it doesn't outweigh him going through with a refinance. It's a little bit of savings. 130000 is a small loan amount. He'd only be saving roughly three quarters of a percent. It's going to cost him too much in state fees and, and, and new appraisals and, and title fees for a home loan he's really only going to have for five, let's just say maybe seven years. But that took five minutes. And what it did is it gave Tom peace of mind. It allowed him to go on with his day and focus his thoughts and his energy towards something other than, man, I wonder if I should refinance. All right. So, again, if don't have any business, this is the best time to not have any business because if you just make 10, 15 phone calls to your circle of influence, to your past clients, if you do a Facebook post a couple times a week, and look, I said a couple times a week, please do not vomit on us. We are your Facebook friends, okay? We are not your Facebook toilet bowl. Rule of thumb, if you're gonna get on social media, IG or Facebook, one business post, three personal. One business, three personal, and please don't post more than twice a day. Just words of wisdom, um, trust me. I always hate when people say trust me. Well, I'm using it. trust me, okay? Just don't vomit on us, but you very easily, seven days a week, uh, 14 posts. Of those 14 posts max, you could have four, right? Four. But make sure you're doing it, because if you're not doing it, you're totally missing the boat. And I'm going to encourage you to use video. Get out your smartphone, record a video. Look, this video is not for you. I don't care if you don't like how you look on camera. If you don't like how you look on camera, shave, take a bath, get a haircut, go to the gym. But everyone else is used to seeing you that way. So if you don't like how you sound, you can't fix it. You can't make the rest of us hear what you hear in your head. Shoot the damn video, put it on Facebook, let people know you're there to help, 
and ask them to reach out to you. Bingo. All right, so that was for everyone who is struggling to find refis. Mm -hmm. For the rest of us, what do we need to keep in mind? Pretty basic. Never, ever, 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 ever let a refinance take precedent over your purchase business. What does that mean? What I mean by that is purchases are forever. Whether rates are 3% or 13%, people will be buying homes and they need to finance the homes because people will be getting married, divorced, getting new jobs, transferring to markets, life events. If you want to have longevity in this business, you focus on the purchase. You focus on your referral sources. Do not, and I repeat, do not vacate or leave or forget about your referral sources. They still need to be your number one. So when I say don't get away from purchases, that's what I mean. I mean, you, when you come in, you still need to reach out to your realtors, check in on them, make sure that, that you're being there to support them, their business, and, and, and approving their buyers. You never want to put a, a, a refinance closing in front of a purchase closing, okay? Gotcha. So that's first, like never, ever, ever, ever type thing. Once you get through there, it's a matter of, well, what do I do? So my next never, ever, 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 never, ever, 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 let this opportunity pass you. Take full advantage of it. Seize the day, like Harpy Dam, like the whole thing. It might mean you tell your wife, hey, honey, tonight's just a night you can't count on me for dinner. Right? It, it might be you call your mom or your dad or your sister, like, hey, can I use some help with the, or I could use some help with the kids. You've got to fish when the fish are biting. And right now the fish are biting. Just like we didn't anticipate and expect this to happen. We could not anticipate and expect it to all go away. So we have to change what we're doing, change our behavior. Um, our VP of operations, Rich Tucker, is an amazing guy, has in his office, nothing changes if nothing changes. And that's such a true statement to live by, that this refi boom that's being handed to us on a silver platter Nothing changes if nothing changes. You're going to have to change what you're currently doing, which is probably work more hours. Right? Make some sacrifices. And if you need to, sit down with whether it's your sister, your aunt, your brother, or your, your cousin who watched your kids for you and explain to them what's going on and let them buy in. Like, man, if, if I hit this certain goal, mm. you know what? Would, would you celebrate with me? I appreciate you taking care of the kids on a night that I just have to put in a 12-hour day. Sit down with your spouse and say the same exact thing. Like, look, for the next six, eight months, I'm going to be grinding and hustling. But you remember that trip to Hawaii you always want to take? How about this? If I hit X goal, we're going. Get them to buy in with you. So the two never, ever, ever is one, don't let the opportunity pass you. The second is going to be don't let it get in the way of what is going to feed you in the future. Refis will feed you now, but we can't rely on them to feed us in 2021. I can't rely on them to feed me in May. I can rely on purchases to, to, to feed me in May, in 2021, in 2027, etc. So make sure you're not doing that. 45-day um, locks, guys. 40, don't even play around with any lock less than 45 days. I promise you, if they haven't done so already, your operations team, if they're prioritizing purchases like they should, they're going to tell you it's five to seven days just to process an underwrite. I refinance. 
when it comes to difficult borrowers or difficult refinances, and we all know what that means in the industry. For those that aren't in the industry and you're tuning in because you find John charming, which I find him charming, so I don't fault you for it. Um, a difficult borrower could be someone who is paperwork intensive, somebody who, when we ask for X, they give us Y. Um, it, it could be a, a low credit score, high debt to income ratio, someone with a lot of debt. People we want to help, and don't get me wrong, that's where we make our money, mm -hmm. right? That's where our service really shines. But there's only so many hours in the day and so many versions of you. At some point, you have to run a business. So we want to help everybody. And in fact, our regulators kind of demand that of us. Regulation being OCOA, uh, Equal Credit Opportunity Act, they they spell out pretty plainly that we have to help all people, and we do, but you can definitely do so in your terms. So if you have a borrower who's being difficult, you ask for X and they give Y, make sure you're setting proper expectations. Mr. Coleman, I look forward to helping you save $300 a month by dropping your interest rate from 3.875 down to 3.25, but please know I won't be able to do anything until I have X, Y, and Z from you. Say it verbally, say it polite, say it professional, get it in writing. Then move on to the easier transactions, the people who have all their documents ready or the loans that you have, uh, property inspection waivers. That you're gonna have to put together some kind of a process that you are, and I hate using this term, but I can't right now think of a better term, cherry picking. Mm. You're picking the ones that fit into what you do well and you're prioritizing those. We're not, not helping people, don't get me wrong, we're helping all people. But if you want me to broker your loan because it's a below 600 credit score and we're doing debt consolidation as well as pulling money out because you didn't set aside enough to pay your taxes, I love helping those people. Love, love, love. But I need to have a complete package from them back. I can't piecemeal that because mm -hmm. piecemeal is going to put a strain on my system. Um, and don't be afraid to refer. Look, if you're so slammed and you have a, a younger originator in your office. Younger is usually, to me, they're younger in their career. So you may have a thousand past clients. So your phone is ringing off the hook. But maybe the guy or girl two doors down from you in the office, they've only been in, in the business for the past 18 to 24 months. They're a skilled originator. right? They went through their Xenix ground school, their Xenix flight school. They know what the heck they're doing. Shout out to Xenix and Casey and the crew up in Atlanta doing good work for our industry. Don't be afraid to prioritize your pipeline and if there's a loan or two that for whatever reason you feel like you could refer, refer it. That way you're still helping your client. You're not getting a full commission check, but you're getting a half a commission check and you trying to do it all, half-assing all of it and pissing people off and they end up not doing business with you is the last thing you want. So that's something else I'd want loan officers to highly consider. Look, to recap, lock for 45 days. Prioritize based on those that are willing to work in the capacity that you can work, and then don't be afraid to refer to another teammate, even if it means you have to split that commission, because half of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. But make sure you're seizing the day. Make sure you're not taking this for granted. I wasn't around in 2003 and 2002, the last time they had a big pop like this. Like during the harp years, 
Um, and, and HARP, for those that don't know, and John, you weren't around the industry during HARP, but basically it was a government-backed refinance program for people who were upside down. Well, HARP was not a type of loan that the whole entire industry could readily and easily originate. It worked well if you were a major servicer, if you were a bank. Um, those institutions did a lot of refinances. But those of us that didn't have a big servicing portfolio or we, we weren't a bank, we did some HARP, but we didn't get to like do HARP the way that you see uh, Zeke Elliott on the field on a Sunday in Arlington when he's like doing the whole feed me, right? He wants mm -hmm. the ball some more. Mm -hmm. This refi boom is that. Like imagine Zeke taking the handoff from Dak, running up the middle for seven yards, absolutely annihilating the middle linebacker, looking to the sideline, and he's doing that whole feed me with his hand to his mouth. That's what the market has given us as loan originators. Every day when you wake up, you should be grateful that you're going to be stressed the F out. You should be grateful that you can't, between your cell phone ringing, the text messages binging, DMs going off on Facebook, and your office phone ringing, and you're saying, would you just give me some time to breathe? Embrace it. Because we don't know how long it's going to last. Take advantage of it. Learn to manage it. Set proper expectations. And go make a shit ton of money so that you can save 20% so that you can give 10% back to your community. I don't care if it goes to your church, your synagogue, your kid's school, or the UCF football program. I probably prefer it to the UCF football program, but um, make sure you're doing that. And reward yourself. And reward those that helped you get there, whether it was your processor or your loan partner, your nanny, your babysitter, your family, those that didn't get to see you for the past three, five, or seven months because you were grinding it. Make sure you get them to buy in with you and have some fun with it. But make sure you keep everything in perspective. But in a nutshell, that is how you capitalize on what the market has given us in terms of refinances. Make it happen, guys. That's all I have. John, do you have anything for this uh, fine audience who's tuned in today? No, you crushed it, bro. Beautiful. Well, thank you. I pay him to say that, by the way. Um, I'm Dustin Owen. If you ever need to get a hold of me, you want to get a hold of me, you want to disagree with some of my content, you want to give me suggestions for future content, I'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, The Loan Officer Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, The Loan Officer Podcast. You can call me at 407-645-6363. You can email me, doen at waterstonemortgage.com. You can look me up, dustinowen.com. Google is amazing. And John, if they want to find you, where are they going to do so? Twice a week on this show. Or as you like to say, just Google it. Just Google it. That's it, guys. Go make it rain. I'm Dio, he's Coleman, and we're out. Peace.